Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. You are listening to Not Your Average Podcast in the 716 with your host T and Mike on the Built in Buffalo Podcast Network. Alex slinging it towards the end zone. It's caught. Beasley for the touchdown. What's up, everyone? Thank you for tuning in. This is Not Your Average Podcast in the 716. I am your host, T. I'm by myself today. I like to do some of these things by myself to have some interaction with our, with some guys that I like and listen to. So I have a special guest. I'm just going to let him talk about himself and tell him about tell you guys about his pod. You might know who this guy is, though. Sorry, easy. <laughs> I got to talk about myself? Oh, Lord have mercy. All right, here we go. Uh, this presumptive jerk. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, no. So, yeah, no. I, I, my name is Izzy. Um, I do a show on the Built-in Buffalo Network called The Red Zone Report every Sunday. So today, uh, I'm not sure what day this is. Actually, this is live. So, yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Today at 7, uh, we're doing a show. Uh, unless something strange happens. But happy Monday, everybody. And, uh, you know, I just like to do my deep dives and uh, material on players that we are either looking at or that we have or that we drafted. You know, I try and get as much information as I can when I get on my show so that way, you know, if people have questions, I can answer as many of them as I can. Can't mm-hmm. get everybody, but you know what? Um, I, I do like to break stuff down. Uh, from the reason why I'm even on Built in Buffalo when I broke down the Wonder test and how it affects quarterbacks specifically, you know, that, that that's really what put me on uh, and the depth in which I went through uh, on that show. So, and that was on my own channel before. But I, I think that that is why they, they brought me here. And, you know, I'm easy to listen to, I guess. Yeah, and you're good at what you do. So I, I know that's why I tune in. And um, like you said, you go in depth when it comes to some of these players. And for the draft, I know I was really in tune because I wanted to know, you know, some of the players that I, um, I was looking at. And some, you know, um, free agencies we both had an interest in and still not signed. So, I mean, hopefully he does come with the bills. I don't know. Um, but I, I'm interested in um, Melvin. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So I thought it was Melvin, but I wasn't sure. Yeah, but, uh, yeah. I also mentioned a couple other ones, but he's the he's the big one because he's going to be yeah. inexpensive, and he brings the lumber every time. He's yeah, always... he does, and he gives Josh Allen's uh, hell. So why not bring that hell on to the Buffalo Bills? <laughs> yeah, let's you know? avoid letting somebody else get him. Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, but we can get it started. So this is going to be like you know some questions that I want to you know dive in 
our offense, our defense. Um, the Bills is is going to be changing some stuff up on defense and offense. Um, and we know that Sean McDermott wants to uh, wants to have a balanced offense this year and establish the run game. And they kind of address it by adding um, Osiris Torrance and also adding two more running backs to the room uh, with uh, Harrison Murphy, I think it is, right? Um, how many touches do you think Cook gets in this offense? Uh, I'd say he probably gets about 50% of the running back carries. I'd say, I'd say 50% of the load. But mm-hmm. it is going to be a by committee kind of deal. I think between the 20s, it's mostly going to be him and Damian Harris, depending on the down. Uh, and then in the red zone, you'll see uh, more of uh, maybe Latavius Murray. Gotcha. Especially like on the goal line, you want that big, powerful guy to you know hit the hole and push it. That's going to be more Latavius Murray. I mean, Harris can do that too, but I think that if you want somebody to pound it at the line, it's Murray. And some people were saying that um, Harris can be actually RB1. He could be. I mean, he was in New England. He was he was their first overall back for a while there. And then uh, Ramondre Stevenson eventually took it over. But uh, before that, Harris was, you know, carving out a nice little niche for him there. They were by committee as well. They always have been. Right. Uh, even when they had Corey Dillon, they had other guys back there like Kevin Falk who would you know, take the ball for them every now and then, and, and on, on passing downs, he'd be out there. But, you know, we, we do that because we want to have different guys for different situations. And sometimes you might stick somebody out there, you know, that that isn't really known for the situation. Like, it's fourth and one, and you see James Cook out there, and you think it's a pass. That could be a diversion. You know, there's, right. there's different ways that they can do things, and it's going to be up to the creativity of Ken Dorsey to, to figure that out. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And that, that, Also, that, happy Mother's Day. I told you I was going to tell you on the show. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Lance. Also, too. Thank you. Um, um, I I guess I guess that's the one kind of uneasy part Uh of this upcoming season for me. It's Ken Dorsey and him uh, taking control over this offense. I mean, that's the one concern I have. How about you? I know this is not a question I had on, but how do you feel about Ask me whatever questions you want. They can be on the list, off the list. You can gotcha. <laughs> uh, you know, again, like I said, I, I do deep dives on all this stuff, so I may have or probably have researched most of the stuff beforehand. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm, I'm less worried about Ken Dorsey than most fans are. And you know, it's kind of a homer take that most people think that I'm, I'm trying to be a homer or something like that. And I'm not. Uh, my take on Ken Dorsey is last year he was a first, you know, first year offensive coordinator. Uh, you know, he still had a top five offense. It did look out of sorts at times, and I think that the players carried it, you know, more than uh, should be expected. However, they are to be expected to execute. And, uh, you know, Josh really carried things a lot last year, even though he didn't look as great because of the end right. of But this year, you're giving him another tight end. And a lot of yes. people are like, well, if he can even use that tight end, it's like, if you remember Ken Dorsey's college career, which yeah. I don't remember it, but I definitely looked into it because that's what Me I too. do. He ran – two and three tight end sets all the time. He had Kellen Winslow Jr. and Jeremy Shockey on that offense. He had another guy, too. I forget who it was. But he had two first-round rookie tight ends on that offense. That, that He was the winningest quarterback in college history. Now, how does that you know influence him now? Well, this yeah. year, you give him another tight end. You have Dawson Knox, who before I actually looked into it, I thought he had like 300-something yards because of this down year that I was talking about. He had almost 500 yards this year. 
Okay. And then you add uh, the best hands in the draft at tight end who can play mm-hmm. in line or outside. Uh, he can play in a slot or outside. He can do all of it. He's 6'4", 245 pounds, and that kid can move. So you're going to give him a guy that's going to allow him to scheme up some of the things he did in college as a quarterback mm-hmm. and add them to this offense. It's going to add more range to this offense. Right, right. I feel you. Yeah. I mean, I guess now speaking to you about it and Ken Dorsey, I, coming into, you know, as a rookie and Josh Allen actually wanting, asking for you to be the office of coordinator, it's a lot of pressure. So, I mean, you know, you got that underneath your belt, all the criticism. Now I think, yeah, it would be nothing but just, I think, smooth sailing. Um, but keeping on the offensive side of the ball, last year I was hearing all through the the season that this Bills team had no identity. What's their mm. identity? You know, what do you think the Bills' identity is this coming into this season? So I don't think most teams have an identity going into a season. I think that they develop it throughout the preseason training camp and figure mm-hmm. out what's going to work and what's not going to work. So I don't think they have one just yet. But I think that their, their offense is looking more towards moving in a zone scheme type of move. Okay. Drafting Osiris Torrance, who doesn't move laterally that great. He can, but he just he's more of a, a front and back guy. You know, he's, he's a stonewall. He's going to put his hands on the defensive lineman, and that defensive lineman is not going to move unless Torrance moves him back. And so I think that that identity is going to be more pushed on this offensive line. A lot of the times the identity was missing because the offensive line didn't have a true identity. Are we running yeah. gap today? Are we running zone today? And that's going to change how your quarterback calls the line and how the center calls the line and how the blocking schemes are going to shift to the left and right, pulling – I mean, there's a lot that's gonna, that, that goes into that, and I think that that's really one of the big reasons why it really happened the way it did this past year. And I think that because of that, they're going to look to try to solidify that this year before the season starts because everything starts up front. Right. And also, too, so you know how Sean McDermott loves to have competition and mm-hmm. across that whole line. But the competition when it comes to Deion Dawkins has never been. Like they don't have competition for Dion, and sometimes I feel that if you know you got that that position, there's no one here to take it away from you. You lack, and I'm not saying that they that he had what. Oh my God, Saffold, Saffold, yeah, right, and next to him, and also you know the line works in unison, and maybe Dion went down because the person next to him. Do you believe or? like, I don't even see no one. Did we sign someone to come in with competition for Deion? No, no, no. We didn't sign anybody. Uh, it's hard to find somebody who can compete against Deion Dawkins. He's one of the yeah. best left tackles in the game. Uh, and this season, his his run blocking took a hit because of Sackle. But his pass blocking yeah. was still excellent. He yeah. he only allowed, what, one or two sacks? And then he, mm-hmm. he, had, he had a few penalties. He had a few more penalties. But, again, when you have someone like Sackle next to you who's going to miss a block entirely, you're going to get a holding or a blindside block call. And, and that's what hurt Deion Dawkins the most. His overall grade went down this year to a 69 from like mid 70s years before. Oh wow! But his passing grade was still an 80 on PFF. Mm. So mm-hmm. he, that, that's that's an elite passing. That's an elite grade on PFF. Anything 80 or above is elite. And so okay. the 70s, the 70s is dubbed really good. So gotcha. You're really good. You're you're, you're going to be in the 70s, and once you hit the 80s, you know you're an elite at doing that particular thing. Um, he dropped under the 70s overall grade, but pass blocking was still excellent. Hopefully getting a guy next to him who is competent. They don't have to be great. 
freaking sample was horrible. And, I, you, and it's shocking to me because yeah. it was such a praise when he was coming into the Bills uh, camp. They were saying this guy was a pro bowler. Da 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 da. He's he's going to be great uh, on that line. And then it just went to hell. <laughs> the Pro Bowl was such a joke to me. Like, yeah, he made the Pro Bowl this year. Right. Oh, that's that's true. That's <laughs> he made the Pro Bowl this year. God, yes. It was an did. alternate, but he still made the damn Pro Bowl. I don't want to hear yeah. nothing about that. Yeah, this like is... the like the year uh, was it not this past year, but the, the year that Lamar Jackson had that real bad year. He was like sixteen touchdowns, thirteen yep. interceptions. He made the Pro Bowl over Josh. Yeah. Like, what? Yeah. Josh yeah, for forty five hundred yards and thirty six touchdowns. Definitely a joke. Right. It's definitely like, a joke. All pro is where I look for it. If you tell me he was an all pro, you know, I'll entertain it. But once once someone says Pro Bowl now, I'm like, this is a popularity contest. Yeah. Well, like, yeah, it went to a popularity contest. I mean, I know I used to watch I watched football a lot and it was I don't know if it was ever that way, but it just seems that way now. So it used to mean more. It used to mean more yeah. back in the day because everybody didn't have social media. You know, if you were awesome, you were on TV. Like back in the day when yeah. the Bills were on TV in the nineties, you know, they were a great team. So they got the attention. So guys like Bruce Smith, Andre Reed, Thurman Thomas would win Pro Bowl votes because they were just that good. Michael mm-hmm. Irvin, uh, you know, Sterling Sharp back in the day. Right. right. Uh, Terrell Davis. You had guys all over the NFL who were great, and their greatness showed because the, not, the, the media had to give them that spotlight on ESPN, and on ABC, and CBS. Mm-hmm. Now you can go on YouTube and, you know, oh, I love this guy. You see him do this trick shot throw, and now this guy's getting all this love, and then Mac Jones is in the Pro Bowl. You're like, yeah, that was funny. That was funny. <laughs> yeah, I get it. Pro Bowl, doing yeah. The, it's a wash. Doing a weird gritty in the end zone. Like, all right. Yeah, it's like, all right, we're done here. What is this? Yeah. <laughs> all right. Um, with free agency, um, our free agencies, is there anyone that shocked you that the Bills picked up? Hmm. Shocked me that they did pick up. Um, Connor McGovern was a little bit of a shocker to me. I thought that mm-hmm. they would go more towards a – a more balanced offensive lineman because he, he's more of a pass blocker, which makes total sense. That part makes total sense. You know, right. He's more of a pass blocker because you want to protect your $256 million quarterback. Absolutely. Um, especially now that he's now entering the first year of that $256 million extension. And he said it himself that he says it's prime time for him. So yeah, he understands yep. it as well. It's, yeah. It's time, it's time to play for real. It's time to, you know, put the chips down and, and play the game. But yeah. You go in, you go out there, and you get Tom McGovern, who's going to protect your quarterback. Run blocking is a little suspect with him, though. Okay. okay. But which which it's a little suspect. It's either isn't it, isn't it? But isn't it this way though? Is either you're good in one and you're not so great in the other, right? You, isn't that most, how it is? I mean, most of the time, yeah. But every now and then, you get a guy like a Trent Williams, who's probably the best lineman in the NFL right now. You know, who, who can do both? I mean, then. There are guys out there who are great at one and then good at the other. Mm-hmm. McGovern last year wasn't good at run block. Gotcha. He also had Trent Williams, not Trent Williams, um, Tyron Smith mm-hmm. out a lot. There was movement on that line because Tyler Smith, their rookie, had to move out to the left tackle spot. And so McGovern's position on the line was in flux a lot of last year. So that could be part of it. They could also have been running a different scheme that he's not you know, comfort- comfortable with. He may be more of a, a – a, Zone scheme and they were in gap, you know, and you know Ezekiel Elliott kind of falling off a cliff, you know, may impact his grade a little bit. It's one of those things like wide receiver where you know the quarterback directly influences your numbers. Yeah, 
Yeah, I got it. I got it. Okay. We're sticking on, still sticking on the offense. Um, the team made a conscious decision in this draft to get help for Josh. Um, yeah. They draft uh, Dalton Kincaid, which I was shocked that he was even there at the time when they picked. Um, but I think he was going to be snatched up by Dallas. Um in the next level, you know, in, the, in going into this NFL, what expectations do you see with Kincaid in this offense? So rookie year, I see him having kind of a, a moderate role. We have so many guys that can play inside, play outside. Mm. He can do the same thing. He's a rookie coming in. Um, there's this stigma around McDermott that he doesn't play rookies, which is not true. Uh, you know, he, he if they don't fit what they're doing at the time, then he won't play rookies. But if you look at the rookies he's played, you know, it's been Deion Dawkins, Matt Milano, Dawson Knox, uh, Ed Oliver, Gregory Rousseau. Like, tons of rookies have come here and started, you know, day one. And some haven't because they were not prepared to play in the scheme, like Kyrie Elam last year. He he came from a man, uh, you know, a zone, a man right? scheme. Man, so my, here, yeah, man. Here, press man scheme down in, my, uh, in, in Florida. Not Miami, but, you know, the yeah, yeah. Uh, And so he's a press man corner. He's got the skills and the talent to, you know, learn the zone scheme that McDermott and Frazier ran last year. And you may see more man coming up this year. But as you saw, oh, as the year went on, he was putting in the work and yes. he was developing. He got a couple of interceptions. Yep. And by the end of the year, he looked like a good corner in the scheme. So He looked good against uh, Tyreek Hill. Yeah, he looked, he looked real good against Tyreek Hill. And yeah. I think that he's going to continue to progress that way. Um and with McDermott's new scheme, it's going to change some things. But you have guys who just, you know, come out as a rookie and, you know, just destroying stuff off the rip. And it's really going to depend on his camp. But I like I like his role more as the, the big slot guy. You'll see him in the red zone a lot, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, you'll see him on short down plays. You'll probably see him replace Gabe Davis on those plays where Josh Allen runs. And he's got somebody pushing him from behind. Right. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, you, now, do you think ass. they're going to change that rule? I don't know. You know, I try kind of try and keep the rule changes, you know, to a, to a minimum in my own head because right, I, just, right. <laughs> I, just, I just take them as they come because they change whatever rules they want when they want to. So, like, yeah, because they just must have. I was, a, I was against the whole uh, playoff, you know, uh, change for the overtime thing. Like, everybody was offended because Josh didn't yeah. get a chance. It's like, if, we, if Josh got the ball and scored a touchdown and Chiefs didn't get it, like, you, you wouldn't be upset that Mahomes wasn't getting a shot. You'd be like, I was, Whoo! yeah. I was Thank with God we my homes from giving right. a shot. I was with you as well. I didn't care about because, you know, you go on Twitter or whatever, and I go in some of these spaces, and you're like, well, so how do you feel about the rule change? They did it just because of Josh Allen. I'm like, listen, I never wanted the rule to change. Yeah. Like, the and fact Josh is – Yeah, right. And, I mean, <laughs> it's, it made it seem like, oh, Josh wanted the rule to change, so they did it for Josh. And I'm just like, all right, uh, okay. I mean, your narratives are the narratives. It's, it's just like yeah. now – the Buffalo Bills aren't even going to make the playoffs. It's yeah. just, you know, it's just, it's crazy. Like, we're going to miss the playoffs. We're going to lose the AFC, you know, division, all of this. Aaron Rodgers came in and changed everything up. The Bills are no longer even being spoke about. We're, you know, we're not even in conversations anymore. It's Good. crazy how Good. one thing happened. All right, and I'm with you. Good. Let's just keep it, I guess, keep us out your mouth. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm a big I'm a big Jocko Willink fan. I don't know if you know who that is, but he's a former Navy SEAL. He's got a little um, short video called Good. If you watch that video, it's intense. Oh, you really? The mission. Yeah, you failed the mission. Good. Get an opportunity to go do it again. Oh, you didn't get that new gear. Good. We'll, gotcha. we'll, go, ahead and, we'll go ahead and do what we got to do without it. Oh, you didn't All get right. that promotion. Good. Got got more time to prepare. And he's like, he's just like, anything that bad happens, it's good. 
Yeah, I think Josh has taken that narrative too because the fact that he was on Kyle Brandt's uh, podcast, The Basement, and spoke about you know his mindset and um, being like he's more focused than he's ever been. And I'm, I'm I'm glad I'm glad to hear that because I think Josh understood last season what he needed to do and in the last season it's one of those seasons where you understand we won those 13 games or they won those 13 games but also it came with a lot of stuff coming their way and you know what I mean is it's just it was just crazy and people just like well you if you're playing you're playing if they're not hurt you know but emotions was part of that. That, yeah. that game. And you can't base their whole season on that one game. You yeah, know? They, they, had, they had more tragedy in that season than, than most teams have in a decade. Like, yeah. it's, it's crazy. It, what they went it was through. just constant, too. It was just yeah. an ongoing thing. Like that three was, weeks. <laughs> it was like another thing yeah, and like, another uh, thing. We had the shooting in the middle of the preseason, right? Then you have yes. Dawson Knox's brother passes away, right? And then November, December hits, you get two blizzards. One drops eight feet of snow on one yeah. day. People and pass in that. 30 people died, I guess, in that. Mm-hmm. Right? You look at that, the death toll at that point is 41 for the team. Yeah. Right? Then you yeah. have the DeMar Hamlin incident that happens. It's like, what? Like When we get to the playoffs, we're like, all right, what's going to happen now? Right. Like, right. Like, exactly. What's next? Yeah. And then nothing happens. They have nothing to rally around. You know, they have, They don't have that moment. And they've been Living off that drug all season of just emotional. You got to pick ourselves up. Yeah. And then now they're on that down and there's nothing to pick them back up, which, you know, you don't want another tragedy, but it's like, Jesus Christ, what are we, how many of these is going to happen, you know, to this team? And there's so much of it. Yeah. You know, uh, people were mad at Dawson Knox for not having the best season of his career. It's like, oh my God. His brother, he's 20. And I was. I was saying that on my pod. I'm like, people are like, I don't know what's going on with Dawson Knox. I'm like, bro, he lost his brother in the beginning of the season. He was 20 years old. I, I don't even know how he came back and played and was yeah. smiling. And I know it's all for front because he was hurting inside. It was his brother. Yeah. You know, he put so. It on Right. He, put on a face. he had to put on a face. So, you know, I give all the kudos to to him for doing that because it's just like I would have just took a year off, probably. You know what I mean? Because I I, I don't know if I could cope. But yeah, that, that's tough. I mean, cause yeah. I know if, I, if I lost my brother or you know my son or anyone that close to me, I, I'd lose it. And so, right. you know, when my best friend died, I lost it. So it is what it is. You know. Yeah, you were sharing uh, with us. Yeah, sorry to hear right. that as well. A few but, years ago, but. No. Right, right. Uh, all right. I got you. I got you. We're going to keep it. You know, we're going to flip it. We're going to go to some some light heart um, conversation right now. So it's it's a game. It's called This or That. So you can get with that. You can get with this or you can get with that. You can get with this or you can get with that. You should get with this. I like that remix. Thank you, thank you. (laughs) So it's 10 questions or 10 this or that. It's either one or the other. So first one, football or basketball? Football. Okay, podcasting or radio? Podcasting. R&B or hip-hop? Ooh. R&B. Okay. It's it's a mood. 
<laughs> yeah, yeah, true. Morning person or late night? Late night. Playoffs or regular season? Playoffs. Super Bowl or NBA Finals? Super Bowl. <laughs> NBA All-Star Game or Pro NFL Pro Bowl? NBA All-Star Game. <laughs> <laughs> yes. At least they have merit. <laughs> okay, right? Um, thank you. Free agency or draft? Draft. Ooh, okay. Um, blue cheese or ranch? Blue cheese. Gotcha. Okay, home opener or playoffs? Ooh, I like that one. Home opener. Okay, I like that. I like that. Why home opener? Energy, baby. You, like you got home opener. I guess you know. You, I've been to a couple of Bills games and they're pumped up without being the home opener. And I can I can just imagine being in Buffalo for that. Right, uh, right. Yeah, just and you're are you coming to some games this year? Uh, yeah, I'm hoping actually to come to that Miami game that they were talking about. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We haven't even spoke about the schedule. How do you feel about this this bill schedule? So, I don't, I don't hate it, mm -hmm. but it's it's a tough schedule. Like, yeah, we, it, the beginning part, you know, it's kind of soft. You know, we we could end up eight zero at the first one. We could end up six and two. Mm -hmm. you know, we got the Jets that are tough in there. We got the Dol the Dolphins who are going to be tough in there. Be real with them. I, you know, I hate both teams with passion. Me too. And, uh, Yep, they can all stub their toes on the way up the bear plane. Absolutely. But, um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, they uh, they got really better. Tough games. Yeah, they got better. They they both they get better. I think we got better quietly though, and I think that I think so too. I think so too. Yeah, yeah, and I like that, that though. Yeah, the last ten to twelve games though. Yeah, tough. Like, we have we got a streak. I mean, we the first few games, you know, is is the Jets right, the tough one. But then we got the Raiders and the Commanders. And with the Dolphins and the Jags, which oh, that'll be a tough little stretch. We got the Giants. I think we should beat the Giants, the Patriots, the Buccaneers. That's also a weird thing. Like the Buccaneers, the Bengals, and the Broncos all in a row, three weeks in yeah. a row, all all uh, primetime games. That's pretty crazy. That is, and also too, they're see the Buccaneers are. I don't. The I don't even. Who was their quarterback? Baker Mayfield. Baker Mayfield, that's right. Baker Mayfield, yeah. They, they signed him. Now, I'm not a Baker hater, nor am I a Baker lover. I think that Baker has the ability to be a good NFL quarterback. And I think this might be a spot where he could actually do that. they got solid mm -hmm. offensive line. they got good weapons on the outside. Um, I'm not sure if they have tight end. It might be great still. Mm. I know they signed, um, or they're signing Zeke, right? I haven't but heard that yet. They may have I, they may have done that, but I haven't seen it yet. There's yeah, I've seen something where there. yeah, there was a rumor that he may be um, landing in uh, Tampa. So okay, so they they could be sleepy good because you know Baker has a good season every other year. So mm -hmm, mm -hmm. he's due for one. He's due for one. Yeah. Um, but I'm not positive about that. But, but you know, then you got you know that stretch where the Bengals and the Broncos, yes. and then the Jets and then the Eagles. And you're like, whoa. The Eagles, oh, that's a lot. Yeah. That's a lot, and they got to be on their A game. So I mean, you, and that's why you got to stack those wins in the beginning because you know you never know with that stretch. I just hate the London game. I'm not gonna lie. Um, I hate the fact that we're playing someone that's been there already. So I, I said that to me was an L. If they pull it off, I'm all I'm happy about it. But I think they just have a disadvantage. Me personally, agree um, there. I, yeah. I do like the London game. I like to see the Bills get some international shine. Yes, but. Not at the cost of having a team that's been there for two weeks already preparing, right? And 
being ready, not having jet lag or any of that stuff. I think the Bills should probably leave immediately after the previous game to have yeah. a week there to try to just relax and, and figure out what they're going to do. But the Jaguars owners from the UK. So. Oh, really? Oh, yeah, that's right. He owns a soccer team over there. I forget which one he owns. That guy dabbles in everything, Sean Conn. Yeah, he does. His, yes, he does. His son owns AEW Wrestling. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. Oh, cool. That's a thing. All right. Still keeping it light. Um, yep. If you had to drop one social media platform, which one would it be? Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, or TikTok? Oh, Instagram. No, <laughs> you're not an Instagram person? Nah, I've, I mean, I've started doing a little bit more on Instagram, but I've just, I just never saw the hype to it. You know? Yeah. You want if you want to see some stuff that probably you shouldn't see, or you know, on occasion, you know, you get to watch somebody's party night, and it's like, right. <laughs> yeah, I'm good. Right. You had you had you were popping bottles, got it. Right, right. I got right. a bottle right here in the fridge. I'm good. There you go. There you go. I like your little setup too. I like that. That's nice, man cave. Um, yes, if you had to live in a TV show or a movie, which one would it be? Would it be? I would. Would it be? Yeah, sorry. TV TV show or a movie? Mm-hmm. Man, that's a good one. So movie-wise, the first thing that's popping into my head is John Wick. Oh, I just seen four. Yeah. The movie-wise, Ooh. John Wick is in my head. Uh, TV show-wise, uh, you know, I'm not an anime guy, but I'm a Dragon Ball guy, so I'd say okay. Dragon Ball. Dragon Ball okay. Z for Super. Gotcha, yep. gotcha. But I'd be I'd be krilling or something, getting my butt whoops. So <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Um, so this is the last question. How do you see the AFC East finishing? Ooh, that's that's so as of now, I do see the Patriots being competitive, but I see them being in the basement. To me, roster wise, they're the worst team in the division. They are seemingly on the come up a little bit, but I don't know how many more years Bill's got to you know make right. that happen. Yeah. He hasn't done it without top, so that's the thing. So this year, you know, they, they got the corner, Christian uh, Gonzalez out of Oregon. Hell of a pickup. Love mm-hmm. that they screwed the Jets over out of that offensive lineman. That oh, I love that. I loved it. I was, they, they were like, he, he didn't get much for it. I was like, he knew exactly what the Jets yes. wanted. Yep. He knew that they weren't going to take what he wanted because they have two elite corners already. Yep. And he knew that the Steelers needed offensive linemen too. So what do you do? You let the other guy who needs the same thing that they need go ahead of you. They have to do something else that's not going to be as impressive, and then you get the guy you wanted anyway. Yeah, that's, that's a really but that's cool. genius though, Izzy. Yeah. That's just genius. And the thing is, Bill Belichick's not really good at drafting in the first round, but right? With this one, he hit a home run on this one. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Yeah, that's that is genius. All right, but so he, they're last. <laughs> they're last. Um, I'd say they probably go seven and ten, maybe eight and nine. Okay. But, then I after that I got the Dolphins right because mm-hmm. um, they can say what they want but that quarterback situation is not it's not it's not it and their Tua, backup quarterback is Mike Mike White right Mike Mike White which yeah. we we, just, we destroy him every time we play him so yeah I'm not I'm not scared of Mike White in, in any capacity neither is nor is Matt Milano so <laughs> good one I think that uh I think that um the, the Dolphins will end up third because I don't see them being able to protect Tua Taron Armstead is not healthy often enough. Mm-hmm. And when he's out, that's when Tua gets blasted. Yeah. People blame Matt Milano for it, but Milano didn't even hit him. He just pushed him down. Right. He just, he just pushed him. Now that Bengals game where he got flung around and then slammed on the ground by the defensive mm-hmm. lineman and his head hit. And then the Packers game where his head hit again 
Like those are hits. Milano just kind of shoved him a little bit. He fell down, and I don't know. He's a grown man who didn't know how to fall. But well, he's taking judo. Yeah. Now. Well, that that's that's teach him how to throw people. <laughs> I mean, it might show him how to get thrown by people. That there's two or three hundred thirty pounds. Good luck. But hey. I, you know, I don't. I see. I don't see Tua finishing the year, and I don't hope that on him. Right. Me neither. But, but just you know, because he shouted out Bill's Mafia after you know we sent all, all those donations to him, yes. and he got hurt. We're like, hey, you know, we don't want you to get hurt or nothing. We you know we want you to lose before right. you get hurt or nothing. Right. And so you know, he he shouted us out. He seems like a really good kid, and I don't hope any pain or suffering on Tua Tagovailoa. But yeah, I, I don't see him finishing the season. That that offensive line is too shaky, especially on the left side with Taron Armstead missing so many games. I think he missed four last year. Yeah, and I don't even know if they address. If they did, I apologize to, to Dolphin fans if you're listening to this. I don't know if they addressed it. I'm sorry. Their first draft pick was like a second or third round pick. Like pick eighty-one. Yeah, oh yeah, because they didn't. They their draft picks were taken away from. Them. That's right. Yeah. Because of the whole Tom Brady thing. Right. So right. It was, like right. A, it was like a second or third round pick that they got the draft. You know. Mm-hmm. They got a running back there, which is good to help Tua. You know, but you know they right. already had solid running backs. Yeah. So yeah, I see yeah. them third. The Jets, I see second. You know, they were doing damage with bums at quarterback. Yeah. Straight bums at quarterback, and they were. They beat us with Zach Wilson. Let's be real here. I know. They beat us with Zach Wilson. Their, their defense was 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 and probably is still going to be excellent. Um, and if Aaron Rodgers is the Aaron Rodgers of last year, where he wasn't that good, he's still better than everything that they had their quarterback before, and he still has the brains. And then they bring over some of his weapons to help ease the process of learning. And Nathaniel Hackett, whose offense he can work with, and Russell Wilson couldn't. But people were like. Nathaniel Hackett was supposed to be this great guy who worked with Aaron Rodgers. I was like, no, 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 break that down for a second. That's Aaron Rodgers. Mm-hmm. Where he goes, his offense goes with him. He's the offensive coordinator, Aaron Rodgers. Right. Like Brady. When Brady went to went from New England to Tampa, and they were like, he's going to have to run that guy's scheme. I was like, no, no, no. Oh, no, no, no. no. <laughs> Absolutely not. You go get they, the guy that, yeah. 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 They went and got the guy who whose offense is ingrained in his DNA. And so that's what they're going to do on offense. And so Aaron Rodgers is going to. We make that offense. Now, Daniel Hackett's a great run coordinator, mm-hmm. right? Which is great for Brees Hall and those running backs there. But they, those guys are going to be the ones. And I've been saying for years, the Jets are probably going to be the guys to challenge the Bills for the AFC East first. They're the guys who are going to have a, have the roster to do it. And I was correct, and I'm not happy about it. Yeah, because not even that last year, if they had a decent quarterback, it might have been different even though even though after though after the two met the jets went on to lose all, all of their games after that yeah, um he, so they lost to the patriots twice they, they might have beat the patriots twice and snuck into the playoffs right with, right, a, with right. a better quarterback yeah true true i'm with you there i got the jets there too and sometimes i i, I go back and forth with the jets in miami um but Tua is only the only reason why I put the Jets above Miami because of Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I get it. I get it. Yeah. And, you know, I, I get Dolphins fans in my DMs all the time or on Twitter all the time talking about, look at these stats for Tua. You know, he's got the best QBR and he's got the best, you know, depth per, you know, reception where he throws the ball. He's got the best this and that. And I was like, yards, touchdowns, and wins. Josh Allen all day. Sorry. Yeah. Those are those are the three things that matter to a quarterback the most. I mean, what what is the point of the offense? Score points. Mm-hmm. 
That's your job. Score points. And who wins, scores more yeah. points? Like at the end of the game, it ain't, it ain't who was the most efficient with the ball. Well, Tua had a perfect QBR at 99, and he threw 16 passes and completed 16 passes for 250 yards and two touchdowns. And Josh Allen threw for 400 yards and, you know, five touchdowns, but he also threw three interceptions. It's like, who won the game? Right. Who yeah. won the game and who threw for more scores and who threw for more yards? Who put their team in position to do it? Right. To win. Exactly. Exactly. Well, that's all I have. I, I so appreciate you coming on um, and giving us some um, some of your jewels when it comes to this Buffalo Bills team. Again, tell everybody where they can follow you and find you and when your show comes on. Um, yeah. So you can find me here on Built in Buffalo YouTube Network uh, and, you know, Facebook and Twitter. Uh, on Twitter, my handle is at TFP Rican, as you can see right here. Stash <laughs> uh, for that figure Puerto Rican. It is what it is. Um, yeah, you, you can hit me on Twitter. You can hit me on Facebook, Ismail Monero Jr. And, and you can see my shows anywhere there. Usually I advertise them before they go, but it is what it is. It's all, it's all fun, and you can catch me in those places. Gotcha, gotcha. And he has a show coming out tonight, right, live? Should, should be should be one coming out tonight. We're still discussing the, the topic of discussion. Gotcha, okay. So all right. Figuring that out. That's tough because cool. it's, it's a week where nothing really happened other than signing Shane Ray. Right, and it's the off season, and I mean it is training camp for for the rookies. So it's, I mean, it's some stuff, but some stuff that's just regurgitated over and over again. So, but I get it. The off season is hard. I do wish Henry luck though. I liked him when he was drafted. Didn't do much. You know, sometimes people need that second chance. Mm -hmm. Gotcha, gotcha. Well, thank you again, Izzy, for coming on. I appreciate you. And this is not your average podcast in the seven one six. Go to it. The building Buffalo is what's where it's at. Go over there and check out some amazing content. I think we got some Monday through Sunday. So go over there, click it, and you'll find some guys doing some amazing work. Thank you again, guys. And it's always go Bills. Go Bills. Peace. This has been Not Your Average Podcast in the 716 with T and Mike, only on the Built in Buffalo Podcast Network. Here we go, here we go, here we go. Hey, everything on three. Number three. One on one, one on three, one, two, three. That's your average So that gets me going, man. Give me a favor. Say a prayer in typical one. Go Bills. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill.